Good evening, everyone. Thanks for joining us at Liberty Station. Tonight, we have a special guest, and uh, Bryce Eddy and I uh, met this man. He is a, a, a timely gift to the state of California and also nationwide because when we saw what was happening in cities across America as they were burning and then the idea of defunding police and watching as kind of corrupt district attorneys would come in and not uh, enforce the the laws and allow the folks that our police had arrested, they would immediately be put back out on the streets. And we just were just watching uh, an attack on just peaceful, loving citizens. And it seems to be an agenda. Well, tonight we have um, a... a Retired detective, right? No, no, he's not retired. No, he's, he's still kicking. I, I, I wish I was retired, but no, I'm still active. <laughs> well, he, he, Jamie McBride is an active detective uh, here in Los Angeles, and uh, he has been on national news. You were on Tucker. I've been on all the Fox Network. Uh, everything, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. It just kind of went. Did his rounds. Yeah, so. well, it went viral because you said, yeah. hey, don't come to L.A. Uh, it's like the purge. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. And, that, and that people glommed onto that. Yeah. Th- this idea, now you, you pointed out the purge because we have Gascon who is just making a mess of Los Angeles. And we're watching housing prices here in Ventura go through the roof because everyone is vacating L.A. Sure. Thanks a lot. Yeah. Uh, and they're all coming to Ventura uh, because it, it's, in some respects, a free-for-all. Um, and not only are you a detective, not only do you see this firsthand, not only do you see the hard work you do and these criminals that you've put in prison released, but you're also part of the union. So you, you speak on behalf of the officers mm-hmm. uh, in Los Angeles. Um, anything I've left out that you could you know, give us some insight on so folks would better understand who you are and what you do. And then let's get into it because sure. this, this is an unprecedented time. I mean, uh, oh. as I was telling you earlier... I ran for state office, and it, and for a Republican to get an endorsement by police and fire is like a snowball's chance in California, in right, California, yeah. because you know uh, the idea is that the Democrats are pro labor. Well, we're watching now that uh, in this in the Democrat controlled states where they were backing police and fire, now they're turning on police and fire. Mm-hmm. It's like you're the last ones are going to eat, right. and and you guys are waking up to this and realizing, you know they they have they have no desire to protect our, our citizenry. This is this is awful what's occurring. So, Jamie, welcome to Liberty Station. Thanks for joining us, brother. Thanks. So, a little bit about me. I've been in law enforcement for uh, coming up on 32 years. Um, I have two daughters on the police department. I have a brother just retired. Um, other family members are in law enforcement. I guess it really is an Irish thing. Um, You've got a good Irish and, name and, there, Mr. And, and, and because it didn't require college, so that's, <laughs> that was a good thing. Um, yeah, so I, I, I uh, about seven years ago, just over seven years ago, um, I, I decided to run for office uh, internally for our department for one of our union spots. Um, was elected. It's a three-year office. Um, since then, I've won two re-elections. Um, and, and you know what? It's uh, we do need a voice. And so um, I was just in the right place at the right time um, to talk about what was going on. And I believe what I say um, when it comes to Gascon and and people like Gascon, George Gascon, who's the um, Los Angeles County District Attorney. Um, they have this thing now, it's like a term they coined, it's, it's these progressive DAs, where it seemed like just a couple of years ago that they, people started calling it this progressive DAs, um, and what they are is soft on crime. And so, it, you know, San Francisco used to be a beautiful place, and so we used to go up there on the weekend, you know, it's a, it's a cheap flight to go up there and enjoy yeah. the weekend, grab some clam chowder, and yep. um, one of the times I went up there, you know, I, I got out of my Uber, and I, I'm right here in, in the uh, financial district, and there's a guy smoking meth out in the public. I couldn't yeah. believe it. I was yeah. just like, not even hiding it. Um, and then 
that's when Gascon was up there. Well, now George Gascon is in Los Angeles, and we see exactly what's going on. Nobody is being held accountable for any crime. Um, you can literally be arrested for breaking into a commercial building, for example, and you will be released faster than the uh, officer can complete the reports. Um, I'm talking to some of our, our field and patrol officers, and they're telling us they're arresting a guy, and he's been arrested three times in one week. It's crazy. We and saw that. We saw that picture uh, uh, of the rail tracks uh, mm -hmm. where they would just be robbing it and just stripping the boxes, and it was just littered with theft. Uh, and and the governor came out to kind of pose with it a little mm -hmm. bit. But I mean, this is just outright, you know, wildlings just stealing everything. You, you going in, ripping off stores, breaking windows. It, it almost seems as though there's no consequences to any of these actions with uh, this district attorney mm -hmm. and, and you know, Soros backed, right. placed in there. And the idea is to create havoc in inner cities, which, you know, that's his MO. But, but, it's, but, it, but it's bigger than that. Yeah, you know, yeah. we have to look. So that's pretty big, but it's, keep going, it's, tell it's, me. It's, yeah, it's bigger. So we, we gotta start from the top, right? And that's, yeah. and that's um, Gavin Newsom, okay? So Gavin Newsom, um, a couple years ago, opened the doors and cleaned house from the prisons, okay? So what people don't realize Explain is... Explain how he did that if you okay, will to the viewers. So, so what he did was they shifted a lot of things under some of these um, these propositions. So let's say, for example, you're a nonviolent felon and you're a car thief. And you've been to prison three other times for car theft and other variety right. of crimes. If you get arrested and convicted again of another felony, they have what they call prison priors. And what that means is for each prison prior you get a year added to your sentence or whatever that might be. Right. So let's say you got arrested. Why do I have to be the illustration? I'm it's just because you're closest <laughs> to me. So, and you're sentenced to eight years in, in prison in California um, for, for that stealing cars. You don't go to prison anymore. People don't realize this. You go to county jail, okay? So what, what Newsom did was he, he thought, I'm going to save the state's budget. All he did was hurt the cities and counties yeah. that you live yep. in. So now if you get sentenced to six or eight years in prison – for a nonviolent felony, you go to a county jail, and what's the first thing you hear in LA County? Hey, we don't have the budget, right? We're gonna start releasing inmates. You see this yep. all the time. Yep. And who are the first people they release? The nonviolent felons, right? So now this guy, instead of eight years in prison, is getting maybe eight months. So and th and so that's what you're seeing. People don't realize this has happened. And then you got George Gascon. So George Gascon, when he was up in San Francisco. Um, as their district attorney, you know, he was co-authored Proposition for, uh, 47, uh, which uh, people are hearing a lot about, maybe not know what, what it exactly is, but it changed a lot of sentencing guidelines. And so uh, before, if you had a, um, a petty with a prior, that's a, that's a prior uh, misdemeanor theft and conviction, and you served at least one day in jail, and then you got arrested for another one, they call that petty with a prior, and it gets yeah. elevated to a felony, okay? That's no longer is happening. Um, they, they reduced a lot in, in that proposition. They also reduced a lot of um, uh, what was felonies to misdemeanors. They raised the, 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 the value that you got to steal to be considered a felony. And we've literally had officers tell us that they have people in the stores with a calculator adding up the stuff to make sure they stay under that amount. Um, and, and walk out with that. And, and, walk, and walk out. Um, and so and, and let's not forget, some people might say, yeah, but they're, you know, they, they need stuff. They, they, they're not stealing milk and cookies and bread and everything else from grocery stores to survive. They're stealing Rolex watches. Yep. They're, they're breaking in and getting Louis Vuitton uh, purses. We see all the smash and grabs going on. Um, and, and that's what we're faced with right now. And so, and also, let's, let's talk about Jackie uh, Avant. We mentioned that earlier when I first walked in. Um, you know, that started out as, as a uh, 
you know, a break in, right? Even though it's it's not a commercial, it's a residential, which is a, a strikeable offense. Um, a lot of times, people that were, you know, more on property crimes, if they're breaking into your house and you get startled, sometimes those can turn into rapes, they can turn into murders, violent assaults, and they get elevated. Yeah. So, and that's the problem when you get these people saying, "Yeah, but these people are just committing <clears throat> misdemeanor, nonviolent crimes," but they turn into them. Yeah. And that's the problem we have. Now, you use the the term you also put up, the purge. Uh, and that that got you a little bit of flack, and I, and 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 in law enforcement, as you've got a cadre of officers that you know are all serving in the same department, you know some of the guys agree with you, some of them don't. Some of, you know some of the officers agree with you, some of them don't. And and that's a you know that's a that's a pretty intense stand to make and to go on national news. What where did where did that inspiration come from? Because you see this, mm-hmm. and and you coined it that way, and yeah. it, it's it's. It's taken, you know, it's viral and it's right. going crazy across the country. Share with us, right? So. Well, so first of all, when I just, you know, everywhere I go in the uh, the city, I go to the different police stations that that we have, and we have like twenty five police stations, I believe, um, and, and other facilities. Everybody is thankful for me, you know, commenting on what stuff they wanted to say because they agree with the purge comment. Okay. You know, I've never yeah. heard any officer disagree with that with that statement. Um, and, and really, that's what we see. I mean, you know, I came on in, in 1990. Okay. So I came on through the 90s in, in uh, rock cocaine. It was really violent. We had over a thousand homicides a year. Uh, we reduced those to under, I think, under 300, and now they start spiking again, right? Um, but if, when you see the mayhem and, and the, the violence going on, you got people on Melrose sitting, in, you know, in a patio. They come up and get robbed at gunpoint. You see this, this broad, young... Broad daylight. Broad daylight. Yeah, this, boom. You got this beautiful girl working in Hancock Park at, at a furniture place. Uh, some guy walks in and stabs her and walks out. Um, you know, I talked to residents in uh, uh, right off of Melrose and the Fairfax District. She says she's lived there for 40 years and she won't take her grandkids to, to, mm. to Melrose anymore because it's, it's too violent. Um, so it's exactly what you see, you know. And, and for people that don't know what the purge is it's a movie and there's been a couple sequels so the movie is um once and, and it, I, by the way i wouldn't encourage people to watch no. it it's just trash <laughs> no it's 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 i, and, I and stomach it, through it and it pits, I, I it's pits, it it, yeah. it tries to foment racial sides right. and yeah that's so, that's not what you're alluding right. to right no, no 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 i'm just so in in the purge um they give you one day a year to commit whatever crimes you want murder whatever you you want to do within yeah, a 24 and hour and nobody's held accountable yeah and so, really, if you really think about it, that's what we're experiencing in Los Angeles and other There's major no concept, cities. But it's not 24 hours. It's, it's 300. Every day, that's, yeah. And that's yeah, what it's I said. It's consistent. It's, yeah. it's 365 days a year um, right now. And if you look at it, it's all the cities um, that want to defund the police. Okay. And um, Democrat controlled cities, might I add. Absolutely. You know, you got, you got these Democratic controlled cities and they want to defund the police. When I first heard that, I think it was being coined in uh, 2020, I believe, right? Yeah. And I heard that. I was like, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard, you know, because it's common sense. And, and I've said this before. It shouldn't matter if you're a Democrat, Republican, uh, independent. We should all want to feel safe in our communities, in our homes. When we go shopping, we want to have our kids go out um, and, and play in the front yard. We, and we want to feel safe. So when I heard defund the police, uh, and coming from a law enforcement background and, and family, um, it was the stupidest thing. I thought, ah, that's not going to pick up. Well, guess what? When you have certain media outlets that control the narrative, yeah. and when you have platforms that are big on, on uh, social media that are controlled by a certain um, party, um, you're going you're to get that brainwashing. Well, we had, you know, there, there was a shift in the Democratic Party, and, and you know, a, a classical liberal is good because a mm-hmm. classical liberal, 
uh, just wants to challenge things and, and see other stuff happen. A perfect example would be Robert Kennedy Jr. Mm-hmm. He's a classical liberal in my mm-hmm. estimation, lifelong Democrat. Um, his, his uncle was president. And he was assassinated. His father was running for president. He was assassinated. Iconic American family. He contends with big business, oil, wins some of the largest lawsuits. But then he goes after big pharma, and he is erased, and he's just considered non-existent and, and marginalized and, and canceled in our culture. But he's still a, you know, a liberal. Yeah. And, and I was on a call, as I was telling you earlier, I was on a Zoom call, I was moderating, he asked me to do that. And there was, what, 60, 65 organizations across California. I would guess most of them were not conservative, if any of them were. Uh, they're certainly probably not Christians. I'm, I'm probably the only pastor on that call. But we're watching as this entire group of people that typically would be for you know unions and and they would be the ones that would back police and fire and and the classical democrat liberal side of california is turning against this current administration because of what they're doing primarily with the mandates of vaccinations and we're watching as officers i think 4000 of them uh, at least in ventura mm-hmm. county or th- this is this is unprecedented for a virus with a 99.7% survival rate right. with this medical apartheid and it's almost like like a, a purge. And now here you are overseeing a union, which is typically always back Democrat candidates. And you're looking at it going, wait a minute. They're not protecting our cities. They don't support police and fire. Um, and and I'm, not, I'm not even talking R or D. I'm talking citizens of California. I mean, being on that call last night, I, you know, I was a penny looking for change probably. But th- those are my friends. We're, we're rowing in the same direction. Yeah. We want the same things. And whether you're a liberal or conservative, you don't want to be robbed at gunpoint in your home in Melrose. Right. And, and that's what you're seeing? Well, yeah. It, you know what? And, and I want to make a point, too. Yeah. This isn't about, um, you know, liberal Democrats and Repu- This is, you know, the danger zone is always to the far right and the far left. Yep. Okay? And that's really what it comes down to. Is because it's good to have differences in dialogue because yep. that's how you how we we both yep. learn. So I don't want to make it look like it's it's us versus them, like like – People that are Democrats, because that's not yeah. the case. No, no that, that's, why, that's why I took so much time to right. describe that. Th- th- these are my right. friends. They're they're liberals. They're Democrats. They're my friends. I'm right. I'm in agreement with them. Right, but but it's it's when they, you know you talk about socialism, for example, you know, yeah. and the, the extremists. That's what I have a problem with. Now, when you talked about the um, uh, the, the vaccine and, and the, the COVID, you know, I have my own personal opinions on that. I I I, I didn't agree with. Uh, it was this whole lockdown mass thing and it would carry it on for two years. Um, you know, it's, it's funny. And, and I've said this in many interviews that it's, it's, it's very, it's very uh, interesting how um, COVID is so dangerous, right? It's so dangerous, but yet we can go into a restaurant, sit down at a table of 10 people, shoulder to shoulder, sit across and somehow food and beverages suppress the COVID and allows you to eat and you can take off your mask yep. and socialize. Oh, and, so the, gov- and the governor can do it and it doesn't affect him or the health officer. Well, that's because of state. your status. It depends yeah. on your status. Yeah, yeah, yeah right? for sure. Um, so I, I don't I don't believe in it. I don't believe there should be a, 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 a vaccine mandate. I, I, and if fun- the vaccine works so well, why are you afraid of those that aren't well, vaccinated? Well, again, you know, you can be, take you, you can have the booster, you can have all the shots, you can still, ca- you can still catch it, you can still um, spread it, so it makes absolutely no sense. Now, some people say, yeah, but if you don't have it, you can be really, really bad for you. Well, that's on that person then. Yeah. If that person doesn't want to yeah. take it's the called, vaccine. It's called America, medical freedom. Yeah. You know, yeah. and and so, um, and I've known people that, that have been triple vaxxed and um, 
got got really bad on it. So it, it just all depends on the individual. Just so you know, I've spoken in large groups last four days, and I've I've polled folks, and it's real simple. How many of you, how many of you know someone who's been injured or has died from the vaccine? Raise your hand. Every single audience I speak to, three quarters of the room raises their hand. So underreported, uh, we I've never seen censorship before like we've seen. And what we're dealing with, and, and I don't want to make this about vaccines. I'm just saying this has divided our entire state by fear and pitted us against one another. Mm-hmm. And we can't even have, like you were saying, an honest dialogue because you get canceled. Uh, and and you, they've, they've destroyed our YouTube channel, and we, we're moving over to Rumble. But, but this, it's, I, my struggle is we're using things like this to concentrate power, and we're watching our cities destroyed by bad government that's tyrannical, and they're coming after the folks that are supposed to protect us the most, and they're defunding them. Right. But let's, let's think about something that's interesting, though. Yeah. One good thing came out of COVID. Uh, you know what that is? One I good thing? A few of them, yeah. We haven't had a flu in two years. Yeah. 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 Nobody's talked about yeah. a flu season, yeah. right? Be- why? Because that's basically what it is, in my opinion. It's, it's a flu. Just, you know, we didn't go on this lockdown when we had the swine flu, when we had SARS, we had all this other stuff. Yeah. But for some reason, we had to go on this big lockdown Um and not to get on a whole political rant, but you know, you talk about this defund thing. It's not a problem with me. No, I know, but I, I, don't, I don't want to take up all the time because we, yeah, you're welcome we, we to go, you know, man. but you know, you talk about the, the defunding the police. Um, you know, you look at last year was the, the highest year of officers being killed in the United States by gunfire. Yep. Yeah. Ever. Ever. Okay. Um, why? Because nobody, we became the villains. Yep. It, it's sickening to see all the, all the, the strides we have made over the years with, with, with uh, communities um, that, that maybe dislike the police and, and now we partnered up with them and now it's going backwards again because yeah. of this narrative. Yeah. Um, it, it's, it's bad, but you know, the defund the movement, what, what did people think was going to happen? It's common sense. If you're, if you're driving 60 miles an hour on the freeway and you jump out of the car, what's going to happen? You're going to get hurt. Yeah. Well, what do you think is going to happen? You take the police away. Yeah. It's common sense stuff. Well, the, the interesting thing about that is, uh, so a lot of activists got very wealthy because a lot of funds got directed towards activist organizations. And that was a big part of why I believe they do some of these things is, okay, let's shift some of this budget. And then you have all of these, you know, hungry piranhas of, uh, you know, activism groups, you know, gobbling up some of those funds. Oh, we're going to make the street yeah. safe by doing interventions that are different than what the police would. But nothing goes to rebuilding the cities that they burn no, during not. those riots. And, and they build well, new houses and buy themselves new properties. Yeah, they, don't care. Yeah, they don't care about uh, anything other than that. And, and our officers are left in harm's way and and they exploit historical racial wounds for the sake of division when you guys were out there trying to build community and restore that and now they vilify you and and uh, and now now we're just looking your, your hands are so tied and and any criminal that you arrest immediately goes back out on the streets well what happens well, there's, there's, and, and talk about the morale too, yeah but the, you know what a couple things you hit on what i want to hit on first is uh, you know they talk about race a lot right yeah um and it's just my opinion but, you know, it seems like the Democrats always want to bring race into any conversation because that's what fuels, you know, their, their, um, their, their, what they, their causes. Um, you know, Morgan Freeman said, you know, they asked him about racism. He says, you want, you want to end racism? Stop talking about it. Yeah. Right. But everything becomes a race. And when you look at a lot of these media um, uh, print networks, they have uh, like newspapers or what, whatever it might be. If you look in there and you're reading about a violent crime going on, if you pay attention It'll say a male committed this crime. This male, the subject was a male. That it'll never say the race. When it doesn't say a race, it's because that, that individual was was an uh, African American or black, right? But if it's a white or Hispanic, they'll put it male Hispanic, male white. It's interesting how this is occurring, yeah. right? But you know the morale in the department now. To get on that, 
is absolutely rock bottom, especially you know coming out of 2020 when you had the civil unrest. Um, it, it seems like you had neighbors, you know, you, you talked to somehow turned against you literally like neighbors, yeah. you know, and you became a villain. Our profession became a villain. And I took a lot of pride in, in, in law enforcement and, um, uh, doing it for the last 32, almost 32 years, um, to the point where my daughter's even followed in my footsteps in, into the profession. Uh, but the morale right now, guys just feel deflated. Yeah. And, and if you look across the nation and this is a fact, um, recruitment is down everywhere because nobody wants to be in law enforcement yeah so let's talk about that for a moment because this is the big concern i have and we go ahead before he, he, he <clears throat> does yeah, it i, I, I want to share with the folks especially here in ventura county because we we had the borderline shooting um you know 13 of our folks were killed by gunmen one was officer ron helis a friend i mean he was he was killed and and two of the kids were you know i officiated their their services they're from our fellowship and, and I, I remember here in Thousand Oaks, we were so grateful for the Ventura County Sheriff's Department. We couldn't do enough for them. We were so proud of them. Um, and then COVID hits and it's, they're vilified, yeah. like overnight. And these folks that we called heroes that were going into the front lines, um, doctors, nurses, tending to the, the pandemic and caring for folks, contracting COVID themselves, now don't take the shot and now they're they're vilified and they're being removed and the division in our nation is unprecedented and you're dealing with it. And I can't even imagine just the discouragement. Uh, yeah. How are you guys coping with that? What are you doing? Like I said, it, it's tough, you know, especially when you see, um, you know, before we, we used to have a lot of military people come out of the military yeah. and they, and they'd come out of the police department because we are considered quasi military. Um, unfortunately, um, some of the stuff that we're doing now on the, on the police department is a joke as far as the training. And um, I, you know, I see the new recruits every month when they come in. And I ask, always ask, you know, who's in the military? I think we had two people last class. That's it. It's, 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 it's insane what's going on to these individuals that want to be cops. And yet they're disqualified on some cities because they're not looking for the military part. They, they want to get somebody who um, has no clue. And so what happens is we have people that get trained up. It happened in my daughter's last academy class, and um, she was, I think she's already had six people quit, and they're not even on probation yet because like, oh, I don't want to do this because they're not getting the right quality of people that should be in that position yeah. in the first place. Um, but, but you know, if you look like people, uh, a lot of our sheriffs are doing, the, at least in our areas. I live in Ventura County, and, um, you know, you have uh, in L.A. County, you have Villanueva. You know, he's issuing more weapons permits because if the, if the local – uh, or the state lawmakers can't keep us safe by keeping Is these it, criminals inside, then we need to do it ourselves. Yeah, yeah, let me and have yep. one for my own house. And I'm yeah. a supporter on that. So you got you got Sheriff Villanueva, who's issuing gun permits. You have in Ventura County, you have Bill Ayub, who yeah. I support. He's doing it. And you have other sheriffs in Riverside and, and, and around us. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm not, I don't want to make it sound like we have vigilantes out there. That's not what I want. Uh, but, but I do agree that if we can't keep you safe as in law enforcement, then you need to be able to protect yourself. Yeah. And that's why you see a lot more businesses because again there's a lot of things that are, that are going on officers are handcuffed when you when they go up to handle a radio call and so they can't solve a lot of the problems for example you know homeless has exploded and then really that's all because of gavin newsom closing down jails and nobody's going to prison and jail it's just and the drug use is is legal now here in california there's a lot of stuff but um if you have a, a people camped out in front of your business like illegally blocking the sidewalks and up tents yeah. the police can come and go 
can you move, please? Can you move, please? Can you move, please? They can't do anything anymore. That's yep. it, right? So you see a lot more people going to private security companies. And a lot of these private security companies have, um, depending on which one you, you hire, have either uh, active, retired, or former law enforcement or military. And they come in, and they're, they're respectful and, and um, professional, but they take care of the problem because yep. they don't have the restraints that yep. the on-duty officer has. Yeah, yep. you know, and that's what we see. So, so you see, you see a lot more people going towards the uh, private security. Um, you actually have some of these um, big uh, um, homo associations, like in Hancock Park and such, in, in Los Angeles, that have their own security. They've had to. It, it's almost like the, it's almost like a police department because they don't call they don't call LAPD. They call the security hotline. It's like a dispatch center, yep. and they dispatch yeah. the car out there. Well, we're well, we're doing as you know, we're doing a lot of that in a lot of neighborhoods now, and that's just going gone yeah. through the roof for yeah, during for the riots. Covered, covered six was enlisted by Beverly Hills, city yeah. of Beverly Hills. Yeah. yeah, so and we're doing things that had never in the past been been done before. In the case of what we've done with Beverly Hills, and then also things that that you know South Africa does, which is you know having these essentially private police forces in neighborhoods, and and. Uh, uh, you know, it's interesting because we kind of predicted, okay, this is where it's going to go. And we talked about it 10 years ago because you saw this trend Absolutely. towards, you know, beating up on, on um, you know, LEO and, and everything that's happening there. But, but you know, and one of the issues we have, too, is um, at least what I've seen, you know, and not the body camera came into play, right? Mm -hmm. So we had the body camera and some people are like, oh, this is going to be neat, right? You get the body camera. It's going to keep and it became big brother all of a sudden, right? You know, make sure the police are doing the right thing. I, I'm telling you right now, our officers are doing the right thing and officers throughout the United States for the most part. Yeah. Now, we do have a couple of incidents that happen, some bad apples. That's in any profession. Yep, okay? it is. But let me tell you, when LAPD was coming up and starting to come online or talk about body cameras, you know, I was already in the union, and um, I said, I, I, I don't agree with having body cameras. And I went from the ACLU, command staff. Um, I went in some other uh, agencies and talked to, to them who had body cameras. And I said the same thing, and they all scratch their head and go, hmm, we didn't think about that. And this is what I told them. When I worked South Central in the 90s, and I used to change, chase gangsters uh, over back fences and people yeah. through yards and all that stuff, and I finally catch them, I had to backtrack to find out where they tossed the gun. And I said, so many times in South Central where I worked, somebody would open up the window or the door and whisper, he threw it behind the tree. Yeah. And I'd be like, thank you. But now with body cameras, it's going to be audio, video, or both. And during discovery, when that person goes to goes to yeah. uh, court, yeah, that's going to come out. And guess what? A lot of these people are generational in their homes, yeah. right? And they know each other. And they go, hey, that was Mrs. Jones that ratted me out. So now what's going to happen? She's dead. It's going to be either somebody's going to get hurt or killed, and they're going to stop talking to the police. Yep. And people didn't realize. And when I said that to ACLU, they're like, hmm, but guess what? So now officers are being less proactive. And the reason why is because our department criticizes every little thing they do. Yeah. So, you know, we talked about before we went on air – um, nobody is going to, in, in a, in a few short years, nobody's going to know how to do, um, proactive observation police work in the city of Los Angeles. Because when I came on, we used to be able to set up behind a tree, watch the dope deals go on, go out and arrest them. We used to be able to sneak over fences. We said, and, and, and find crime. So we used to be, you know, uh, proactive. proactive. You were, now yeah, you were looking for yeah, work. Exactly. Now, to, now yeah, we yeah. have become as, as many law enforcement agencies have become instead of proactive, we're reactive. We'll show up and take the report. Yep. Okay. Unfortunately. Yeah. And that's not what the officers want. They want to go out there and do their job. But when you work in a liberal city like Los Angeles and you have these um, police commissioners who have no experience in law enforcement, but because they're friends and donors of the, of the mayor. Okay. Uh, and a lot of them belong to anti-police hate groups. Okay. 
and they're and they're in charge of, of the, the chief and they make decisions on certain things um and that's the problems we have well and the good officers know you know how to fight crime they know what they're doing they see it and not being allowed to do it is what also just crushes morale yeah. and so when it comes to this is the thing that that we had also talked about is when it comes to actually having to take things back because at some point it's going to get bad enough that that the whole of civilization is going to say, okay, enough. We got to do something. Who's going to take it back? Well, well when, here's a couple of things, though. Here's the interesting thing about what's going on in Los Angeles. First, first it was um, they changed our policy on pursuits. Okay, yeah. it had to be certain misdemeanors or felony crimes. You have to know what you're chasing. Before now, there could be a bank robbery just happened. And this guy's speeding, so he tries to stop him off, and he takes off speeding. Well, we can't pursue that because it's just a speeding violation now, okay. right? The problem is, so many times you you get into these these pursuits, and you find out he just committed a murder, he just committed a drive-by, he just committed, but but you you know they have guns in the car, right? But now we're missing all that because you can't go in pursuit of some of these these people that just take off from you. And now the latest thing is the pretext stops. You guys mm-hmm. might have seen on the media. Yeah. What what is that? That's like if somebody has a. Uh, crack windshield if somebody has some kind of a uh, t- window tint or something like that we used to be able to pull it over because that's it's a violation of a vehicle yeah, code yeah. and then you walk up there and then it unfolds into more stuff because yeah. they either have a you know kilo of dope a gun or whatever well, it might you be. guys have pretty good instincts on those things too you right know, you kind of understand oh okay here's Pro- what's proactive happening there. right proactive right. yeah right so all right um and I, I know you got a hard out because you got you're busy man but uh come on give us some hope you're you're 32 years doing this you're still doing it. You didn't. Mm-hmm. You haven't quit. You're you're over the union. Yeah, it's bad, but a, a man like you, you're always you're a problem solver. And 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 what what from all of your experience and wisdom and expertise and those you know and confide in and collaborate with, talk to the people. What, well, what, what's a solution here? I, I think in your that, estimation, what do we need to do as citizens? Well, what we need to do is pay attention to the midterm elections coming up. Come on. And I and I really think that. Um, I, I have a lot of liberal friends who have come up, who actually came up to me and asked me to go with them and buy guns. So they're yeah. seeing the issue. So I think that's going to that's gonna, uh, um, be a big difference in, in the midterm elections. Um, so we need to get rid of this governor. We need to get rid of uh, these so-called progressive di- uh, district attorneys. And I, and I hope this is going to happen. Yeah. Um, locally for us in Los Angeles, you know, we have a mayor race coming up. And um, I pray that we have, um, you know, Rick Caruso, um, he was a police commissioner uh, 20 years ago, and was 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 awesome. And I tell everybody because we have a, lo- a young police department. I said, listen, if we can get Rick Caruso in there, he's going to change the makeup for the better for the police commission. Yeah, We're gonna, and, and then he's going to allow the chief to be a chief and actually, you know, be the leader of a department right. instead, instead of, of a puppet. Yeah. Instead of a puppet. And I said it's going to be like Giuliani and and uh, Bratton. And they cleaned up um, New York, New York, yeah. and I really believe that. But That's it needs great. to start by getting the right people in the in the spot. So you're saying the midterms is critical for for uh, L.A. And for LA and 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 state of California. Yeah, of course, it, it really is. But for L.A., it, it, you know, this year we really need to make a difference. And I and I hope, uh, you know, if if uh, we get the right people in the place, uh, I may stay longer on the police department. You know, I was planning to, to retire in 32 years. Which imagine, is, I imagine there's a lot of officers like you that are. Looking at this midterm, and if it goes south, you guys are going to go get a drink with an umbrella on a beach somewhere. You know, it's it sucks. I, I want to make it better before I leave yeah. and, yeah. and help the troops out. Um, but man, it's 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 really taxing and wearing on you when you when you can't do anything. You can't 
do anything for the better because you're constantly being pushed down. You're constantly having restrictions on you. And I see our guys just, and I say our guys, it's also law enforcement throughout the, yeah. the state and, and, United, and, the, and the United States are just beaten down. Does and the, I want to see it turn around. Does your union understand that this needs to fix and they're going to make some like drastic changes in who they endorse and what they're doing? Or? But, but here's the thing, though. It's kind it, of a catch-22, So, so it, I'm always tor- uh, torn when it comes to like endorsing people because being a conservative, sure. and, and then we endorse a lot of Democrats. Um, and if you look at it, you know, there's more Democrats in state office than there is Republicans. So super, even, a super majority, right? By the way. So, so even even Republicans, you'll see vote on certain things. Why? Because they got to play nice in the sandbox. So when they have a bill up, they get the votes from their Democrats that they but, support. Yeah, it's a, it's they, a game. They, don't, they can't even get bills in. They didn't. Right. They, they're they're worth. They're they're invisible. It's a one party system. Right. So um, so I am torn on that. You know, because um, being in the state of California, it, unfortunately. It's like as a and being in a union position, we do back a lot of um, Democrats, and it's just because you know when you do polling, do anything else, the guy who maybe you really want has no chance because the polling shows you he's not going to win. It's just it's just a, it's it's just like a a cash twenty two. It really is, and I hope I hope it, it changes. To, it has to begin somewhere. I, I I agree. I mean, you guys lead the way. You know, monumental the influence that you carry. That if you were to exercise it, even if your candidate doesn't win, sends a message. That other unions would join ranks because, you know, as I had said with that Zoom call, those those are not conservatives, but they've joined ranks. And they actually we've managed to stop three of those awful bills because those folks are out there with their union saying this isn't good government. Well, and, and one thing, I, you know, we, I've been hammering since the beginning of, of December, you know, don't come to Los Angeles. We can't keep you safe, which I still believe today. Um, we've been hammering in every media uh, interview we do. Um, and I say, you know, we can't guarantee your safety. The good thing about sending out that message over and over and over again, um, you have a lot of these Hollywood elites that actually back George Gascon is mm-hmm. actually in support of his recall now. Yeah. Because yeah. now it's affecting them in their communities Amen. where they live. Yeah. So we can only pray. And I think if LA start, if it starts in LA, hopefully it spreads to the rest of California. Uh, Jamie, are you getting pushed back from your superiors by saying don't move to LA? I mean, that I mean, because you 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 represent the mayor of this. I mean, right. That, so so of, I I heard your superiors are probably wanting to dump on you. Imagine. Well, I heard that the uh, the mayor called the chief. The chief called uh, one of one of uh, our directors and asked me to stop saying it, which he supports what I'm saying. What, what I'm saying, because I'm speaking on behalf of our yeah. membership yeah. and everything else. Yeah. And uh, we said no because we actually believe in what we're we're saying. So uh, so is it pushback? I mean, they can only. Request it doesn't yeah. mean you don't have to do it. Yeah. So yeah. good for you. I'm, yeah. well, I'm glad you're standing up because you, you will take a lot of heat, and so I'm glad you're speaking the truth. Well, somebody's got to do it. And unfortunately, yeah. you kind of put me in the spot, but uh, no, fortunately or unfortunately, but um, yeah. Uh, as, as we let you go, one question from us is, and, and folks that are, are tuning in, how can we support our, our men and women of law enforcement? A, 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 a significant thing that really would bring encouragement to the citizenry. We know that they're under siege, especially in LA. But what, what can we do as citizens to just somehow provide that encouragement for you? I mean, well, there's things we do, but I just, you, you, any, you know any what? Insight? Yeah, you know what? I think that they need to be more vocal. Not, we don't need money. We don't need people donating any money. All we need is be more vocal. Okay. And unfortunately, you have a small group of people being the loudest drum during 2020 yeah. and all yeah. the way through. And uh, that that's and, you know it's funny. People think that. Um, people who live in South Central Los Angeles hate the police. That is the opposite. They love the police. They don't. They want to live in a crime-free zone as well. And they they don't want to defund the police. They don't. They do not. But yeah. unfortunately, you got the small group yeah. of people banging the loudest, loudest drum, and, and the media and, and that have the media with and them. the media keeps pushing that that thing. If if the other people that support law enforcement and want to be safe in their communities just be more vocal. That's the best support you can do. Yeah. Well, there there you go. 
Well, Jamie, thanks for joining us. What a what an well, honor to you. meet you in person. Thank you. And thanks for all you do. And and tell the men and women there in LA that we're grateful for their service. And uh, we will be more vocal. That's one of the reasons why we want you on the program. Because uh, folks get to hear their marching orders, and they're they're going to take that to heart. So oh, great. Well, have me back. You guys are great. And, yeah, uh, we and will. I, for sure. And I really like your your guys's messaging. I think it's uh, the right thing to do, and, and make sure people people hear what's going on. Cool. Awesome. Thank Thanks, you, Bryce. Appreciate it. Well, Detective Jamie McBride, uh, and and uh, what a joy to be with him and the insights. And, and listen, they're they're up against it. And uh, folks, you need to pray for them. You need to be vocal about supporting them and contend with that minority. Uh, blabbering group that wants to defund them and destroy our cities. Um, also, it's it's time to get rid of Gascon and start getting some good leadership where these communities will be protected. We're we're, we're done with this. What is it? Uh, purge mentality. Let's start protecting our people. We all have a role to play in it. Uh, and and he who knows the good to do and does not do it to him that is sin. You know what to do. You've you've heard from Jamie and and we brought it to you. You're clear in all of the understanding of how to support our community. So let's do it, folks. So until next time, thanks for joining us on Liberty Station. Good night, everybody. Good night.